This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Two Girls Talking, episode 27. I'm Katie Kylie. I'm the afternoon drive host on 97.1 The River, Atlanta's classic hits. My good buddy Melissa Ruggieri is the other girl, the music critic for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She also does the music scene blog on AJC.com. We're Two Girls Talking this week. David Crosby. Quite a legend he is. And always no a, kidding. Always a nice interview. I mean, he's he's always very sweet. He's always very funny. He's always very candid. He's kind of at that point in his life, I think, where he just doesn't care. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's true. It's like you, no matter who he's interviewing with, whether, you know, us or other interviews I've read, he's he's just very open about everything and basically says, you know, I'm doing this because of that. I'm smoking well, he's going to be putting like it, it out there soon because there's going to be the documentary that comes out about yes. him, Cameron Crowe. Well, we got to, so we got to talk to him a couple weeks ago because he is going on tour Friday and he's coming to Atlanta on May 26th at the Variety Playhouse but he'll be all over the country so no matter where you are you probably have a good chance to see him and yeah one of the things we talked about was this documentary that's coming out called David Crosby Remember My Name coming We don't out... know where it's coming out though yet that's... Well no it's coming out in theaters That one's, oh, that but, one's yeah, coming but out in theaters Oh yeah but is it going to be on Netflix or what's the I don't know if it's I mean I don't know if it's going go to go to Netflix nobody's going to go to a theater to see it I think they do that because they have to show it in a theater first so that it can be on other The distribution yes, thing yeah. yeah I'm not. I'm actually not sure exactly where it's going to be, but it is July 19th is when it'll be out. They didn't know yet initially when it was going to be out, but we know now at least it'll okay. be this summer. Cameron Crowe did produce it, and he has a long relationship with Cameron Crowe, and he talked to us a lot about how he didn't care about how bad he may have looked <laughs> in some of this, which you have to really respect a guy who says, if I'm going to do a documentary... I want it's to do warts it right. and all, yeah. It is, it is. Absolutely. And you've seen some that aren't, and you feel cheated, and you kind of feel like, why did I waste my time? I didn't learn anything about you in 90 minutes. <laughs> and, right. And it sounds as if this one, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to take a look at it before it comes out in theaters in July, just to... When you think about see. it, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, mm -hmm. which I actually, I prefer that music a little bit more, but I love, love, love them. There's nothing, like those harmonies, the bands they were with before, when you think about Buffalo Springfield, sure. and all, they're just such prolific writers great singers, incredible guitar players, and David Crosby on his own, they're saying the music that he's making now is better than his solo material has been in a really long time, and he talks to us a little bit about his son being part of the reason why. Yes, his son James Raymond, and told us a story about how, you know, he didn't know James until he was an adult, and that's a really interesting yeah, story. Yeah, wait till you hear that, because <laughs> I, I didn't remember that when right. he was telling it. I was kind of like, oh, right. Wow. Nah, yeah. it's like, yeah, I remember hearing yes, that at some point. But, yes. but yeah, so he's he's on tour, this tour that he's doing, 23 Dates. It's, it's the Sky Trails Band, and James is a member of that. That album, the Sky Trails album, actually came out in 2017. He's since released another album called Here If You Listen last fall with a different group of musicians. A couple of women in that band. Yes, but the ones that he's going out on tour with is the Sky Trails band. So he's got like all this stuff going on. And he talked to us too about, you know, he really enjoys working with younger people because it does invigorate him. And and it was kind of funny that you and I had actually talked to Melissa Etheridge the, the day, day before. before. <laughs> so that actually gave me an open because I was like, we can't really talk to him about Bert. 
being the baby daddy to Melissa Etheridge's kids. And then, it, but it was perfect because we were talking about how these two people's voices are right. stronger than ever. And I was like, funny enough, we were talking to Melissa Etheridge <laughs> yesterday, and he was like, really? You'll hear it. It's fun. David Crosby is not exactly the picture of health. That's the other. <laughs> that's the thing that's amazing. And I think that that's how some of these guys feel. They're like, they feel so blessed that they still have life. And it is. The older you get, the more you start to appreciate little things. And it's just fun to hear him talk and to be so open. Well, he's 77 also. Yes. So, so he that's... really is, I think, at the point where he's like, I'm just going out and doing it. And he's also very candid about, you know, not getting back together with Crosby, Stills, and Nash and the, how they all, you know, they hate him, is what he said. <laughs> and that's a shame because this is their 50th anniversary, but it looks like, you know, they're just going to They will at some point. Do their because separate things. They, I don't know. They're, well, I, I do think so. Yeah. But they've all said it before. I think they That's will. true. They have. Yeah. But then like, There's going to be something that needs to bring them together. Well, that's you know? the thing. It's like either when you get to be this age, you really either say, oh, screw it. I really am not ever going to talk to these guys again because I don't, you know, life's too short. To. <laughs> I, right. Because I don't want to. Or life is short and maybe I should at least give it one more go. And, yeah. But it sounds like it's going to be more up to them <laughs> to make amends. Well, and the thing is, yeah, Neil Young's still out doing his yeah. music, Graham Nash and Steve Stills, so they could, yeah. they could easily do something. But we didn't yes. push that. We, we celebrate the fact that he is yes. solo and making some great music now, and I think you're really going to enjoy hearing him, David Crosby. You're coming to Atlanta very soon, Variety Playhouse. We're excited about this May 26th. I had somebody just stop me in the hallway going, when's he going to be here? <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Believe me, it's the electric band, my uh, Sky Trails band, and we have a whole bunch of new stuff. You were here in Atlanta about two years ago. You played City Winery, and now Variety Playhouse is also a, a fairly small room. I mean, do you like the intimacy of these places? Because, you know, obviously over the years you've done the Fox and you've done the arenas and you've done everything else, but this is a whole different kind of vibe. Yeah. Truthfully, they're the best places because when you play the, the really huge places, it's kind of like, I think that's Jagger, the one waving the scarf. <laughs> I think he's really, the guy with the scarf, I think that's Jagger. <laughs> you really can't tell. And you can't tell how they feel about what they're singing, you know. In a small place, they can see your face. They can see how you feel about what you're doing. And you can communicate with them way better. And you can take them on the emotional voyages. You know, that's what we're trying to do. It works much better. A thousand seats or less is my best stuff. And for the fans, too, because then they get to feel like no they're kidding. really in the room with you. Because as you say, I hate stadium shows for that reason. No matter, even if you're in the front row of the stadium, it is like, is that Jagger waving his scarf? <laughs> and also the sound's terrible and, and, and mm -hmm. somebody's always puking on your shoes. And it's, you know. <laughs> so true. So you've got this new album that came out in the fall, and that was with your Lighthouse Band. But then this tour is with your Sky Trails band, right? Yep. After the one came out, with the, the last Lighthouse band one came out, that's the Here If You Listen. Mm -hmm. Then we've started, we've <laughs> started on the fifth record. I don't know why I'm doing it because they don't pay me you know, anymore because of streaming. <laughs> but I, I've been making, we've been writing a lot of songs, me and these young people that are writing, my son James primarily more than anybody. been writing a ton and it's really God, I have two new ones that I wish I could play you right now. They're two of the best songs I've ever done in my life, ever. It might have been some of the best singing I've ever done in my life, and they're two of the best songs I can remember writing. What do you think is inspiring That's that? That's what I thought, yeah, too. Yeah, especially, especially from the singing standpoint. Well, I, you know, I can't figure that one out. <laughs> I did everything wrong. I shouldn't be able to sing the way I'm singing. Uh, mm -hmm. But everybody tells me I'm singing the best I've ever sung, so I'm 
uh, all I'm going to do is be really grateful and do a whole lot of thinking. And it doesn't feel hard to you. I, we were just talking, believe it or not, yesterday we were just talking to Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> and we were talking oh, about, isn't that great? <laughs> yes. But about her voice and how strong it is that the older you get, normally your voice tends to get weaker. And her no, new... She and I are both are very, she and I are both very strong in, in the voice. The road beats the crap out of you. Okay. Don't kid yourself. And the older you get, the harder it gets, because I can't really sleep on the bus anymore. But the singing, she and I both are very lucky. Our voices have just held up really well. Especially with your high Mm -hmm. harmony. Oh, my God. I just love your voice. It's really, we're very struck by how how great you sound. What is it like to be performing with your son and writing songs with your son? Tell us about that dynamic. And then touring with your son. Wow. (laughs) Yes, and then touring with him. So here's the story for those of you out there listening who haven't heard this story. My son James was put up for adoption by his mom when he was born. And I wondered where he was for about 30 years. Tortured myself thinking, you know, where is he, where is he? But you can't track from the parent down, only from the kid up. That's right. Mm -hmm. So when he gets to be about 30 and he's about to have his first child, first and only child so far, (laughs) his parents who raised him say, uh... You should know who your genetic dad is. You should know what the genetics of this child are. And so he goes to find out, and he sees it's me, and he says, nah, it couldn't be. And he checks, and it is. Now, when he finds out that I'm his dad, he'd already been a musician for like 20 years. Wow, yeah. Yes. Okay, so now, then he does the most wonderful thing. Normally, those meetups go very badly. Somebody comes in and says, nah, you didn't, uh, we weren't good enough for you, me and mom, huh? And the fight starts, you know. Mm He didn't do that. He came in and he gave me a chance to earn my way into his life. And it was the kindest thing he could have possibly done. And we are very close and we write a ton. And he is a better musician than I am. That's high praise. <laughs> he's good. He's really good. And he's a brilliant writer. I talked to you a couple of years ago when you mentioned that you were re- you were recording maybe like the second or third of these last few solo albums. And you said that you were actually sleeping on the couch in his studio most of the time. Is that is that still happening? Yeah. When I go down to the record, yeah, it's exactly what I do. Yeah. Just comfortable. I sleep on the couch <laughs> in his studio. Yeah. Well, it's okay. You know, I'm, it's, <laughs> you know me. I've slept on a lot of couches. <laughs> uh, Not mine. It's certainly, it's certainly you know, is there an offer? Yeah, he'll be here uh, May 26th. So, Katie, you know. Right, there you go. Uh, no, it's certainly better than, than that bed in prison was, I can tell you that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been through so much <laughs> in your life. I mean, it's really it's really incredible just to see the, that you're still out there being so prolific and so happy and have these two bands that you do two very different kinds of things with. I mean, that's that's got to make you feel really awesome every day. It does. The truth is, I feel wonderful. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know how long I'm going to last here because I'm 77 and i got mm-hmm. all these things wrong with me. But the truth is, it's not how long you got. It's what do you do with it. And what I'm doing with it is I'm pretty sure what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm making music as fast and as best as I possibly can. We're also recognizing that you're surrounding yourself with young blood, and mm-hmm. that, that's what I've noticed with a lot of people that are going back out. They bring the, this other uh, dynamic into a band that just seems to light fires under people, you know? Well, it absolutely does. And also, all my life I've been singing with guys. I've been in, in bands that were all guys. And now, in both of these bands, I'm singing with Michelle Willis mm-hmm. uh, on the top, and she's a brilliant singer. 
And then one of them, I'm singing with Michelle and Becca Stevens. Mm-hmm. And boy, that's just crazy fun. I, I wish I had started working with girls a whole lot sooner. <laughs> well, you were, just yeah, in a different just way. A different way. <laughs> yes, precisely. <laughs> Some of the harmonies on, on here, if you listen, on like 1974 and Your Own Ride, and the, the female influence is so strong in those. And it does, it does bring a different sound to, I guess, what we're used to hearing from you a little bit. Yes, it does. And they're so strong because they are so strong. Those two women, Michelle and Becca, that's two of the best singer-songwriters I ever ran into. You should listen to their music. Both of them are making new records right now. Where'd you find them? How did you hook up with them? I met them through Michael Leake, the band leader, composer for Snarky Puppy, that Mm -hmm. jazz band. Mm -hmm. He introduced me to both of them, and they have become two of my best friends. They're they're like my big sisters. And now Michael's in Sky Trails. No, not Sky Trails. He's in the Lighthouse. Lighthouse band and Snarky Puppy band and Bocante band, and he's... I don't use the word genius hardly ever. If there, if I know any of them, he's one. Wow. He's a fantastic musician, just a fantastic man. you got to listen to the Snarky Puppy live. You have to hear him live. You won't believe it. You'll be a fan for the rest of your life. Really? Because, yeah, I, I know of them, but I've n- I have not seen them live, so that's something that— Oh, man, there's so much fun live, you can't believe it. You can't yeah. hold still. Well, what about the, the tour? What can you tell us about, you know, what the plans are as far as, you know, the set list? Because— God knows you have about 8 billion songs to choose from, including... Yeah, well, you know, it's always a struggle. What happens is we change the set list all the time. We've got a bunch of new stuff. Then we have all the CPR stuff, which is what this band came out of, right? Right. Crosby, Pivar, and Raymond. Then we've got the Crosby, Nash records. Then we've got the Crosby, Stills, and Nash records. Then we've got the Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young records. (laughs) So we got a, a ton of stuff to work from. But this band is the one that we do the hits with. This is the one that you'll hear the Ohio and the Long Time Gone and the Wooden Ships and the, the songs that you, that you really love or that you want to hear for hits. This is the band that plays them and plays them well. And that's got to be a cool dynamic, too, to be playing songs that you've played so many times with different people. To have, like, your son up there singing with you is kind of cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's very, 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 very wonderful. And it's going to be fun going to Woodstock because we'll be one of the only ones, you know, that's like a legacy act, you know, that's back from that. You and Melanie. Singing those songs. (laughs) You and Melanie. What do you remember most about the first Woodstock? The mud. Mud. (laughs) That's a great answer, actually. Because that's... Mud everywhere. It was really excellent music. It was kind of a crazy situation, but uh, there was a lot of really wonderful music got played. Magical. As far as this Woodstock anniversary, as far as you know, I mean, it, it's still happening because we keep hearing things that it might be happening, it might not be happening. What, what, do you, what have you heard from the artistic end? I, I, I've been checking on it, and as far as I know, it is happening, definitely. Because, yeah, it would be very cool to see you out there. That would be, I mean, how do you feel about that, being, like you say, one of the legacy acts that would be there? I'm going to try my level best to blow everybody off the stand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one of the things that made me laugh out loud was that you are the newest advice columnist for Rolling Stone. (laughs) Tell me. I mean, it made me want to come up with some great question for you. You absolutely should. I know. Well, I think... To me, it's one of the funniest ideas anybody's ever had. Would anybody in their right mind ask me for advice about anything? But the thing is, and then when it listed everything that you've gone through, of course, that's probably one-tenth of it. I laughed so hard. I was like, okay, this is... Have you gotten any questions yet? No, but I think it's a hugely funny idea. When Rolling Stone called me up, I, I just was like, absolutely... 
what an opportunity to get in trouble. (laughs) No kidding. And you are such a verbose person. You know, you would be, you would have great answers. That's the thing. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of fun, man. I'm going to have a ton of fun with it. I love it. That's definitely do. I'm expecting you now. You volunteered. So All you right. Come through for me. I will come I, up. I, Melissa I and I will do it together. If well, we say it's from the Katie. The weirdest questions of all. <laughs> if we say it's from Katie and Melissa, you'll remember the two girls that tag teamed you, right? Well, we'll send it through your publicist you so you know it came from us. <laughs> I never forget two girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, we want to talk to you a little bit about this documentary, too. So oh, I, yes. I see that it actually has a release date now, right? It's coming out in July? Yep. Tell me about Cameron Crowe. Like, what was your relationship with him before you worked on this? Did you together? ever see the Did you ever see the movie Almost Famous? Oh, the best, the, the best music, it's like well, my favorite, one ever, of the best music movies yeah. ever. Okay, so he was the kid. We were the band. So who was the person jumping <laughs> off the roof into the swimming pool? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that could have been me. Who was the me. Golden God? Could have been anybody. <laughs> I bet um, it but uh, no, he's known as Cameron's known me ever since he's known me since he was seventeen, right? And we've been friends the whole time, and he is—he knows me really well. So what happened is, he is my friend, and he does—he does love me, but he gave me absolutely nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. And the result is this extremely honest documentary. It's—it's it's a very good piece of work. I think it'll shock some people, but I think it's certainly made us happy. Take a look at it and tell me what you think. I wish we could have seen it before we got a chance to talk to you. What would surprise us the most? Or can you give give away something that would... Not a specific story or something, but what will surprise you is the level of honesty, the degree that we were honest. I think it's unusual. I think you'll, that's how the conclusion you'll come to. Good for you. Are there any documentaries that you've seen recently that you thought, wow, that's kind of what I want to do, whether it was Amy Winehouse or Whitney Houston or you know any, any of those? Did you see the one on Keith? Keith Richards? Keith Richards? No. No. I read his autobiography. Uh, I haven't seen the documentary. That was a while ago, and I, I really think he's – that was a, a good one. That, hmm. You've got a pretty good sense of who the guy was. I don't think generally they're very good. I, I think they're usually pretty self-serving and not really too deep. I, I don't want it to be as shallow as a bird bath. I want to go in. I want to know who the person is and why they did what they did. Good for you. We are more rich for knowing you and your music. I can I tell know. you that. I just <laughs> think you're sweet. spectacular and really look forward to seeing the show May 26th at the Variety. Anything about Atlanta? Any hellos you want to give shout outs or anything special about Atlanta you remember? And We're just looking forward to it. I mean, it's a great audience, a great place. We're going to tear it up. And remember, you yep. always have a cou- you always have a couch in Atlanta. <laughs> Thank you, honey. I I need one. Melissa, I know you've interviewed him before. That was a first for me to talk to him. I've talked to all the other guys, but I just really enjoyed him. I remember the first time I interviewed him, and again, it was sort of like I just said hello to him, and he said, you know, I'm I'm in a good. How are you? And he said, I'm I'm in a great mood, or it's a good day, or that kind of thing. And it seems as if that's his standard opening line now. But also, that's great. If, if he if, whether he believes it or not, <laughs> if he's even saying it out loud that it's a good day because I'm still here and I'm still making music. And, yep. you know, I mean, that's really all you can hope for. <laughs> and, he, and he likes to talk. And that's always he a great does. thing for an interviewer. But, he you does. know, we've you and I have been we go to lunch all the time and we play trivia together. So we're around each other yeah. a lot and talk about music. But Woodstock. OK, what is the latest <laughs> with Woodstock? Because it's the 50th anniversary. But you can't. I'm just feeling like on some of these things, you just need to let it go. You do. I agree. And having gone to Woodstock 99 and covered it when I was in Richmond, believe me, I have no interest in ever going to anything named Woodstock ever again. That was a cluster. Oh, it was such a cluster. We all heard. It was awful. It was just awful. I mean, and, you know, I couldn't wait to get the dirt off of me. I mean, I would take a shower and the dirt 
it would just pour off of me. Well, and that's but, like the original, so that. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But I mean, it was just such an icky environment, and you know, fortunately, I was not directly privy to a lot of the unsavory things yeah, that were happening. Yeah, there was but a lot but of I believe that I can absolutely believe that they were happening. And then on the last night, I was so exhausted, and I could not wait to get off the grounds. And as I was walking away, I just hear people start yelling, "Fire! There's a fire!" And I'm like. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't want to have to cover a fire. <laughs> oh, so my I, God. So I had to turn around and, oh, yeah, they, like they were setting the place on fire. I mean, garbage cans were on fire. Pieces of the stage were on fire. It was just a nightmare. The whole thing was a nightmare. And I'm sorry, but having like Limp Biscuit or even, you know, this current lineup of the killers, Jay-Z, Imagine Dragons, yeah, all people I enjoy seeing separately or even on a festival bill or whatever. But there's nothing about Woods. I mean, that does not conjure up images of no. Woodstock. And one of your colleagues actually made a great point and saying that there's a festival like every week now and somewhere in America. And back then, that was such a special thing. It's not a special thing anymore, unfortunately. And the fact that the the original issue with why this 50th anniversary might not be happening is that they never put in for the right permits. <laughs> okay, so they it's, didn't put in for the right permits, but they, apparently they paid the artist. Yes. I just was reading about John Fogarty saying mm-hmm. they paid me already. So he doesn't even know if it's going on or not. Right. But he said, if I don't play, they've already paid me and I'll donate my money to a veterans cause, which I thought was really cool. It is. It's great. And apparently it's the, the financer is who has said they were pulling out because they just don't believe it's going to happen. I mean, the on-sale date for tickets. Have, on sale yeah, they still haven't gone on sale. Now, Michael Lang, the promoter who did do the original Woodstock and, you know, does know something about putting on festivals, he keeps insisting that it's going to happen. And it's already tainted. Let's start there. You know, so, I mean, there's already going to be a faction of people who are going to say, I'm not sending my money on this because it's probably going to get canceled anyway. Or I'm not. I actually looked at booking a hotel room because I didn't know if I might go out to cover it or not. And most of them within a 30 mile radius were already booked. They were demanding upfront payment for whatever your stay was. And it was something like $500 a night to stay at a Fairfield Inn. So they wanted 1500 and something dollars upfront. And I thought to myself the other day, like, thank God I didn't book that and pay for it because you know what it's going to be like trying to get that money back? I mean, what a nightmare for <laughs> for people who wanted to do some advanced planning because it sounds like you really can't. And so we don't, when was it supposed to be in August? Yeah. It's so on the anniversary. Date yeah. basically, yeah, it, and we it, don't think it's going to happen. No. And initially, there were going to be two. Yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> two different promoters. It's like what we do know is coming though is a giant box set from the original Woodstock. That's called Back to the Garden: The Definitive 50th Anniversary Archive. It's 38 CDs. This again makes me go. <laughs> Why? Well, but have this... you listened to Woodstock? It's I know, like, it's I not, know. It's not quite the same thing. Well, just yeah. listening and not seeing. It. Exactly, it's, because yeah. this one is every performance. It's every complete performance of every artist, which they've never released before. I guess so, if I were there, I would want to have Yeah, that. and that's the thing. I mean, or if you're a music historian or whatever, yeah. that's coming out August 2nd. So, you know, regardless of what happens with this 50th anniversary <laughs> concert, at least you will have that to fall back on. And, and Robert mean, Plant, the sensational right. shapeshifters were going to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there was a, an interesting mix of new and older artists on there. But when we talked to David Crosby, it was about a week before they officially canceled it. Which is still not official. I know, but at the time, he because we did, you know, ask him if he thought he would be playing. And he said, yeah, as far as I know, I am. You know, and then a couple of days later, the financer said, nope, it's canceled. And then the next day, you know, Michael Lane came back saying, and said, I'm going to sue you now because yes. it is not canceled. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, it's, you know, when something becomes this much of a mess, it's almost like it's just not meant to be. <laughs> and just let it be for I what think it was. To, to watch those performances is really something else. And to think about how all those people could come together for those days, leave a humongous mess and stuff. 
that, but that nothing happened like when it did in 99. It was... Well, that we know of anyway. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and and I mean, but also that was, it was a different time. I mean, you're never going to recreate what that that's was. Right. And, and as we saw in 94 and 99 with those Woodstock anniversaries, it's certainly not the same as what it was. So now it's just almost just like another festival. Yep. It's just another festival on a, the same site is all they're really kind of doing. And honestly, I'd be perfectly fine <laughs> with it not taking time place. Time is going and, to tell whether yes. or not that's going to happen. But in the meantime, look for David Crosby out on the road. And it was very enjoyable to talk to him. And you can catch us on iTunes. You can also contact us. Two Girls Talking 11, <laughs> numbers all, at gmail.com. And also on Facebook, we're also Two Girls Talking there. And you can send us some comments, ask us any questions, if you have any questions for people that we might talk to in the future. <laughs> love to hear from you. We'd love yeah. to hear from you there, too. So thanks. Have a great week.